0: welcome. The psalm that we're looking at today is Psalm 70, that's seven zero, and it's a curious psalm because it appears twice in the book of Psalms. The first time it appears it comes as the last few verses in Psalm 40. My name is it's Keith Simons. I'm a Bible teacher from England, and I present these talks on how to understand the King James Bible using the Psalms. So please turn with me to Psalm 70, 7 zero, and as usual, we'll go through it word by word and verse by verse so that we can understand the meaning of the psalm. When this psalm originally appears in the end, as I say, of Psalm 40, it's, it's a prayer which has told the story of how God rescued David in the past. And after David has declared how God has rescued him, he then adds these words to, to say to God, I'm in trouble again, God, please rescue me. Once again. But when it appears in the book of Psalms this second time, as Psalm 70, it seems to introduce the psalm after it. Instead of being at the end of a psalm, it's at the beginning of a psalm, and it's a quick prayer which introduces a much longer one in Psalm 71. The heading of our psalm for today, Psalm 70, is To the chief musician, a psalm of David, to bring to remembrance. To the chief musician, in other words, the leader of the music, in the temple, this was for the public worship of God. The author was David, and then it adds these words, to bring to remembrance. I wonder what David meant by that. Maybe he meant that these were words to bring to God's remembrance his situation. He wanted God to remember him and to act on his behalf because he so much needed God's help. Or maybe it's David who needs to bring God to remembrance, to remember God in his desperate situation and to turn once more to God for his help as he's so often done in the past. That David could simply mean that he needs to remember that prayer which he prayed before, that prayer which he prayed at the end of Psalm 40, because now again he is in need of God's help. The words that appear here, and this is true of each time the book of Psalms repeats something, they're slightly different. It's as if we're trying to remember something we've said in the past and we don't have the words in our memory but we're writing again this psalm because it's a fresh prayer a fresh expression of our desire our need for god to help us so verse one make haste o god to deliver me make haste to help me o lord where in the king james bible Words appear in italics, in slanted type. It's to tell us that they're not in the Hebrew, that they've been put there to explain the Hebrew. We've got this with the, the first two words of this verse, make haste. Those are copied across from the second half of the verse. And if we read it as it, as it is in the Hebrew, we, we read oh god to deliver me make haste to help me o oh lord it's a des- desperate cry a desperate prayer to deliver means to rescue god i need you to rescue me and i need you to rescue me quickly make haste it means hurry hurry to help me o oh lord The word Lord is there in block capitals to draw attention to the fact that this is a holy name of God. The name that distinguishes Israel's God, the God who is eternally God, the God who made his promises to Israel, the only God, the God whom David serves and trusts and is calling on to help him in this desperate situation. When we compare this psalm with Psalm 71, the psalm after it, we find there's a repetition of the same words, the same ideas. Uh, So Psalm 71 and verse 12 reads, O God be not far from me, O my God make haste for my help. Do you see how it's repeating the same ideas and I could give A number of examples of that. So that helps us to know the occasion on which Psalm 70 was being prayed. David tells us in Psalm 71 verse 18, Now also, when I am old and grey-headed, O God, forsake me not. So these prayers belong to the end or near the end of David's life, to some of some of the final troubles which he suffered in his life, we have many accounts in the Bible of when enemies turned against him, and even one of his own sons, when when David was almost on his deathbed, turned against him, and David had occasion to pray the prayers that he'd prayed earlier in his life to remember them once more to turn to God. David, who so often had known enemies. David, who so often had suffered trouble from people, from foreigners, and then from people in his own family who rose up to oppose him, to destroy him and to destroy his work. David had to pray that again. Psalm 70 and verse 2. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul, let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Three words there: ashamed, confounded, and put to confusion. These words in the Hebrew have a very, very similar meaning. They mean, let them be put to shame, let them be, let the plans be so destroyed, and their attempts to ruin me be so destroyed that they they are ashamed of what they've done, that they realize that they acted in total folly with totally foolish acts because they've been utterly defeated. Let them be ashamed and confounded, that seek after my soul. The version in Psalm 40 says, that seek after my soul to destroy it. So David is saying, they're seeking after his soul because they're opposing him. They're opposing his soul, his inner life. They want they want to separate David from his God. They will put him into hell if they could. But they want to destroy all the hope, all the desire for good that he's got. They're seeking after his soul. So David prays. Let them be ashamed and confounded. In every way, let them be put to shame. May their plans fail. May may their schemes not succeed. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion. Turned backward. Like soldiers going into a war who try to fight and realise the enemy is too strong for them. And so they turn round, they turn backwards. And they run away and they're confused they don't know where to go and say they, they try to escape let them be turned backward and put to confusion why because david is fighting against them no because god is fighting against them david is saying to god god you turn against these enemies you act and they will run away. They will be put to confusion. They will be, they will consider their own actions shameful. They will be ashamed that they ever oppose me, that they desire my hurt. The word hurt there is a general word which means bad in the Hebrew. They desire bad things for David. So David prays, let their plans be totally defeated verse 3 let them be turned back for reward of their shame that say aha aha okay the word aha has been taken from the hebrew it seems to be a mocking voice it seems to be laughing they're laughing at david and david prays once again let them be turned back For reward, as a result, as a consequence of their shameful actions in mocking me. Let them be be sent back by you, God. Let their plans be defeated. They laughed at me, but, but God will laugh at them. Psalm 2 and verse 4 He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them. In division. David doesn't just pray, though, about his enemies. He doesn't just pray for their defeat. He also prays for those people who are truly serving God, those people who want God to act in this situation. And we see that in verse 4. David prays, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. So this is a prayer for those that seek thee, that seek God, that desire God, that want God to work. And David prays that they won't be ashamed or confounded or confused, but they will rejoice and be glad in Thee, in God, that they will have gladness in God, that they will rejoice because they will see God at work so powerfully. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Okay, let all those that seek Thee mean the same people as such as love thy salvation, Those people who seek God love to see the way that God acts to save his people. They love to see God acting in power to rescue people. And so David prays for them. They love God's salvation. They love the way that God rescues people. So give them a reason, David prays, to say continually, let God be magnified. Let this be their constant songs of praise to God, their constant prayer. May they constantly want to say, let God be magnified. To be magnified means to make something bigger in English. In the Hebrew, it means to be great. Let God be even greater. Uh, An ancient Hebrew writing called The Targum interprets it as, let God's glory increase. In other words, let the honour that God is receiving continually increase because of his fresh works to save and to rescue people from their troubles, from, from their difficulties, from their enemies. These are reasons always to praise God and to give him thanks. So David's prayed for the defeat of his enemies. He's prayed that God's people can rejoice and be glad when they see how God has saved David. But now David must pray for himself. And he prays for himself in the most humble way. Verse 5. But I am poor and needy. I am a beggar. I have nothing in myself nothing I can pay, nothing that I own that can persuade my God to help me, except, except what he's given me, except that I can turn to him in prayer, except that I can ask for his help and have confidence in him, because I know the character of my God. I know what God is like, I know that God cares for his humble people, I've asked him for his help. I'm trusting in him and I'm seeking him. And that is the only strength I have. I have no strength in myself. I am weak, but God is powerful and he is my God. But is it right, someone may ask, for David to pray, I am poor and needy, because by this time, as we've seen, He's old and gray-headed as gray-haired as he prays in the next psalm. He's the king of Israel. He is a wealthy man. How can he pray like a beggar? I am poor and needy. Well, he can pray that because without God's help, he would be poor and needy. without God's help, he would have nothing. He depends totally on his God. He depends on God as much as the poorest beggar in Israel does. So he's got nothing in himself. But God has everything. And so he prays, make haste unto me, O God. Don't delay. Don't don't wait. The time has come for you to rescue me and to rescue me at once. Thou art my help and my Deliverer, O Lord, once again using the holy name of God here. My help, my rescuer, this is the God whom I serve, this is the God whom I trust. I just ask one more thing, make no tarrying, do not delay, even so come quickly Lord Jesus. God, I need your help, I need you to act now. Just as so often in the past in my life I've had to pray this prayer, so it is my prayer again now. Lord, act and act quickly to save me, to rescue me from my enemies and from my troubles. And David prays that prayer in faith and at the end of Psalm 71 we will see we'll, we will see the answer to that prayer, verse 24. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought unto shame that seek my hurt. Yes, God is the God who rescues his people. David need not be afraid. David need only put his trust in God. Please write to me. My email address is three three three. KJV at gmail.com. That is 333 KJV at gmail.com. Not many people write. It would be lovely to hear from you. You won't go on any mailing lists or anything like that. I'll, I will look forward to reading your email. Let me read to you now the whole of Psalm 70 to the chief musician, a psalm of David to bring to remembrance. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for the reward of their shame that say, Aha! Aha! Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help, my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying.